told you I do this shit for Vegas Thought to shut the world down World domination World ain't ready for the town We are in abomination What's going on people? We are back at it again with the High Bud Tenders Podcast It is me, Jarrell, and I got my road dog My partner in crime, Rocky How's it going? Man, it's wonderful I'm going to tell you I just started back in dispensary life so everybody out there all the listeners i'm back at it again dispensary game just so you know um so we keep it legit and this way i can help you all f- find out what's really going on in the industry and i'm going to tell you what's really going on in the industry drill yes solvent solventless yes. everything the good stuff right yes. the goody good so guess who we have in the house let them know. Kim! <laughs> hey. We've been waiting for you guys to come on for a hot oh, little yes. minute, so it's really, really awesome that you're on the show. But what I say is that um, saltless is key. So who we have on... Oh, I'm going to actually let you all introduce yourselves. Absolutely. So Aaron, you could start and then... Yeah, for sure. So my name's Aaron Nino. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for CAMP. Nice. My name's Irene, and I just started with CAMP as Associate Director of Cultivation Production. Nice. nice. So um, when we talk about solventless, Camp is one of those companies that, like, basically, you all were like the innovators here in Nevada, That's for sure. right? Absolutely. So I think what we're talking about, uh, maybe spring of 2019, that you guys came out with this product. Uh, yeah, we've we've been developing it since 2017. Uh, 2018 is kind of when we started to come onto the scene. Nobody really gave us a chance because solventless is a lot different than what everybody else was doing in the market. But luckily, the company that we're with kind of believed in the vision that I had because we were doing CO2 before uh, we got into solventless. And you know, CO2 is something of the past. Yeah. So what we what my vision for solventless because I come from the street. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we brought a little bit of that culture to the industry. Yeah. And where I come from, solventless is the gassiest of gas. You know, that's that stuff that you really want to consume when you're with your friends or, you know, it's just, it's a different level than live resin. It's a different level than any of the butane extractions that I've, I've ever tasted. And I come from the butane world as well. But solventless is that next level, you know. Yeah, yeah. If, if you can explain that difference between live resin, because a lot yeah. of people, like for me, I don't dab a lot, so like live resin is like my go-to. Oh yeah. So like, what's the what makes the solvent this like that next level? Great. So uh, I'll explain to you the two types of concentrates. So live resin is your butane extraction that comes from fresh frozen flour. So we'll take the flour, we'll freeze it right off of the stock throw it into a cryogenic freezer, and then blast it with butane, pentane, hexane, light hydrocarbon, pretty much. And what that does is it strips your trichome straight off the flower, and it preser- preserves the best cannabinoid and the best terpene profile. Up until today, or maybe a couple years ago, that was king. Live resin was the best you could get. Uh, but hashing's been around for centuries. It's, it's nothing new. This is an old world technique. What we started to do was hashing fresh plants, frozen plants, and taking our frozen plants and washing them in water and ice, which is solventless. So we don't use any pentane, propane, hexane. We just use ice and water. So we do the same method you would do with live resin, except we freeze that plant, we wash that plant nice and cold, knocking those trichomes off, and collecting the best terpene profile. Terpenes that aren't being boiled off or melted off in the post-extraction process, 
because we, we keep our temperatures really low. Uh, the highest we press at is about 130. So you're hitting right in that sweet spot to preserve those terpenes. A lot of your monoterpenes that you kind of lose when you get to those higher temperatures. So sol yeah, solventless is king for sure. Yeah, I think that uh, even with bud tenders, as you know, we keep the rosin game going because that's the highest. You, you want to have the best taste profile, right, when you're dabbing. And then you want to also get that super high, right? That's for sure. So it's a little bit of both. I like to low temp dab on your rosin. But I'm going to tell you, uh, when the High Times Cup came around, you all had a nice water hash. Am I right about that? Uh, which one? Last one or this one? We've this, No, the last one. Yep. Yeah, I think it was the one yep. you won, if, I, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, yep. right? So um, I had gotten it. It was the first rosin that I had received from any of these uh, cannabis uh, cups or whatever because, you know, it was like unheard of that that was going to even be in there, you know? Yeah. So it was the first time. Honestly, I had tried it was your stuff oh cool and That's i like but i noticed that the consistency was a little different than we have now because now it was more like a whippy consistency and that was more like a crumbly kind of for sure yeah, yeah. so what is the difference i mean do you still sell that crumbly because i'm going to tell you i love that for my joints that's great so <laughs> Uh, the only way you can make solventless is quality flour. There's no way, two ways about it. You know, people can make distillate from trim or failed products, but you can only make solventless oils from great flour. So as our quality of the flour has increased, we've been able to really manipulate the consistency of our rosin and our hash. So the stuff that you tried, we entered two things in this past year. We did an animal face cold cure where it was cured for 300 plus days in a jar um, and that was a real liquidy consistency. And then we also entered, I don't, the one that you're talking about was a crumble, uh, more crumbly consistency. It was a little drier. Yes. Uh, terpene profile was still high, but it wasn't that wet, buttery whip. Yes. Uh, which I love as well. It had a nice potent smell to it. So it's all in the quality of the flower and it's all, all depends on the strains or the cultivars that, we, that we're processing. Each one washes differently and you get a different consistency at the end. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the strains that you guys are doing now, because you have some really great terpene profiles Thank going you. on for a lot of the bud that you have. But most recently, I tried a couple strains. One of them was La Bamba. But tell me a little bit about your grow and what you guys do as far as your process of grow. Go ahead, Irene. Well, I just started uh, with camp not too long ago. Um, for that same reason, I came to help them uh, get that better quality in flour. You know, my expertise was in curing flour. Yeah. Um, so if you got a good grower, the flower's growing beautifully, you know, you're not using heavy pesticides. You have a great team in there dedicating to maintaining the health of the plant, keeping everything super sterile and clean. By the time that it get into post-harvest, harvesting or uh, curing those plants for Nino, you know, it was a, a big part of that value that has increased in the product uh, we've noticed that the curing is really important you know just because um, it does bring out a lot more of those uh, terpenes yep. and since I started curing it and since I started you know bringing in a lot more of the passion that you need to grow the plant I think everything has just fallen into place to give him the best product that we can give you know, and it's staying away from heavy pesticides, you know, staying away from anything that he's going to extract and that he's going to see it in the plant. So we're trying to just grow cleaner.
Yeah, that's important yeah. in the in the industry. Absolutely. I mean, and you could tell in the taste and the flavor profiles of the bud um, was amazing. What made you decide to do solventless? What what was the thing that propelled you to move out in the industry to do solventless and to actually move into like Nevada and come into the industry? Innovation, right? So innovation is key. Being the the first to market or just being on that cutting edge and then you know the streets were talking to me they always have it's where i come from you know before i entered into the legal market i was on the street doing my thing uh going to high times in california blasting slabs in my garage growing in my house you know that's what i did through the early 2000s before it was legalized here i've been a patient in nevada since 2000 one of the first medical card holders cannabis has been a part of my life forever Um, so it was just an easy transition uh, to try to bring some of that culture that a lot of us wanted to be in the dispensary to a business like this Um, and we were able to transition not a lot of us have been able to transition from the street into this market and then to get with a company that actually believes in that vision is very hard a lot of companies think about their margin they think about how do I grow the most I don't care about quality we got with a company, Camp, who cares about the quality, cares about the, how we grow the flower. We switched from growing high-pressure sodium lights into LED lighting. So now we're, we're being more energy conscious, and we're growing under lights that will preserve those terpenes and enrich our cannabinoid profiles. That's, that's all part of the story. Uh, and then you, know, you can't take any of that away from your breeders, the guys that are actually manufacturing these seeds yes. that, we are get to, that we thankfully get to grow. Uh, it's all about the cultivar. It's all about the guys that put that time in to create an amazing strain. And then our grow techniques pull the best out of that strain. That's what we've been able to capture the past two years. Because like I said in the beginning, you cannot get good hash. You cannot get good rosin from mid-tier flour. It just It doesn't work. And frequently we'll grow something. We'll, we do a lot of pheno hunting. So we'll pop a bunch of beans and you get a really good one like the LA Kush Cake number five. But LA Kush Cake number nine just wasn't up to it. Yeah. And we'll wash it and we'll get through it and we'll look at it and go... Uh, that's not for solventless. You know, that's not for this line because we manufacture some other things. We process. Camp also makes tinctures. So we will take those uh, solventless oils. We will soak them in a solvent and then we will remove that solvent and then make them into distillate and then put that distillate into some of our tinctures. So there's always things we can do with the product if it's not up to our high quality standard like the cookies and cream you were consuming. Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, one thing that's really not, um, or you don't see a lot of out here, is like the the ice water hash rosin um, vapes or disposables. Um, So like when those hit the markets, those were super different. Um, Like where did that come from or what gave you the idea to do that? Uh, So that's total innovation, right? We... Uh, the hottest thing on the market, like you talked about earlier, was the live resin pen. You couldn't taste anything better than live resin. Yeah. Distillate is just your base oil. Add terpenes to it. Voila, you get that uh, fruity card or whatever it is that you're aiming for. Live resin was the closest you could get to the flavor of the plant without smoking a joint or hitting the bong, right? Putting the solventless in a pen is a huge, huge undertaking because in order to get that oil into a pen, you... People say you need to de-wax that oil. You need to remove the lipids, uh, which will technically clog up your your 510 threaded cart or whatever. Uh, We started with the 510 threaded cart. We figured out how to condense that oil, 
get it to liquefy, get it to burn. And hey, with anybody who's being innovative, you stub your toe. And we had a few iterations of the cart that just didn't work. They either leaked or we'd fill them up. They looked great. They smoked great. And they would soak through the bottom. We just couldn't match it with the right hardware. Once we had our technique down and then found a piece of hardware that could actually hold the rosin and burn consistently and give us that full body flavor profile, that's when we really took off. And that's what the disposable, the Tick Pro disposable. Uh, that hardware, it's a low temp ceramic. So the coil is never touching your oil. It kind of hovers over your, underneath your oil and burns it off. And that's what gives you that, uh, the closest to dabbing or, or smoking a joint. And that's why we call it flour in a cartridge or hash in a cartridge uh, that we've ever gotten. So it was super important for us to be able to put that rosin into a disposable. We were the first to market. In the state of Nevada, there's a few companies that are now following our lead, and there is no competition here. What what we want to do is educate the consumer as to what is really good. You know, there's yes. levels. There's yes. always levels, right? And we want more people to make solvables. We want more people to be on the shelves and go, well, here's your live resins, here's your distillates, and here's your solvables wall. Yeah. And all these amazing brands, all these amazing guys that are doing it. Um, so being the first is awesome paving the way for people, showing them that it's not a loss leader, that it's not really boutique-y, uh, that it's something that we can sustain and give to the people. Quality is always first. Medicinal is always right there. We want to make sure that our community is getting the best selection of stuff, whether it's flour, concentrates, or vapes. And I think that's what we've done with the disposable. There were three. Uh, well, I saw three different ones. Yes, there was like a flour rosin. Yep. What was like? What's the difference What's between those three? Yeah, another great question. So we make a flour rosin vape, a hash rosin, and a live. It's all the starting material. So flour, we just press the flour, condense it down, and we get it into a vape. It's just your flour in a cartridge. They're really potent. They smell like flour. Sometimes they're really thick, and the color on those could be quite dark because we're not refining it like a distillate. We're not turning it into a clear oil. What we get out is what we put into the cart. Or the disposable. And then your ice water hash, that's a that's a really cool process. We take that, put it into a 55-gallon drum at 30 to 40 degrees. Well, about 35. We don't want it to freeze. And then we wash it. We knock the trichomes off that hash. Wash, wash, wash. Uh, dry out all of our trichomes. And then we press that rosin. It's hash rosin. And then the third one, which we discussed earlier, is the live rosin. That's when we freeze the plant on the stock. We freeze it about two weeks, sometimes three weeks earlier than a regular harvest to really preserve the, the trichomes and the terpenes. We want the terpenes. That's super important to, to camp is the terpenes and the way that terpenes and cannabinoids work together in our endocannabinoid system. It's not about high THC. A lot of these things barely hit the 80s. They're between the 60s and 70s. We're not refining them. We're not increasing the potency. What you get is what you get, and it's all because of the cultivar. So uh, that's the difference between the three. I personally love the hash rosin one more mm. than the live and the flower, uh, but my wife really enjoys the flower rosin. You know, so nice. there's levels. Yeah, right? I like the hash rosin too. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. anybody sees you with that unique style pen or the orange with, yeah. or the white with the yeah. orange, they're always like, "Is that one of those camp vape pens?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude. You know what these, it is. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, these are awesome." Awesome. And we always have conversations, and that's why, you know, if you folks out there, especially bud tenders, if you're out there listening, mm -hmm. if you don't have this product into your store, man, ask about it. Because I think solventless is where things are going. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the best way to do it. 
you yeah. know. It's a there, so, yeah. And then, kudos to you folks on the technology of that pen, because I would think, and I always think this to myself, if it's rosin, right, it's going to be cloggy it's at the end, yeah. right? And you're probably going to have to throw away a good portion of that pen. No. Yeah. Even with the disposables, those are, like, amazing. Yeah. You get to s- smoke everything <laughs> down to the yeah, line. And I think that's, like, one of the biggest... Um, like one of the biggest things I didn't realize before I got into the industry is how important the hardware is for like those um, disposables or even like the vape cartridges. So yeah, like like Rocky said, like that's that's big to be able to come up with that. You don't want wicking, right? That's what we've all been dealing with. Your five ten threaded card is a wick. It's a cotton wrapped around a coil. The oil soaks into the wick, and that's what gives you that burn. Burns your nose, burns your throat. It's not a good experience, and we we went that route. We've tried that. Um, We'll, we'll probably innovate and go further than this disposable as we as the industry evolves and people come with better hardware. And that's what we want to do is just bring something consistent, innovative, something that works uh, so that the customer feels like they're getting their money's worth when they're consuming our products. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes when it comes to testing, folks, and I know a lot of people don't know and understand or get this, sometimes it takes a little while. Yeah. before that actually gets to um, a dispensary. And that's just regulation. It's not that people are holding up their product. Other people are holding up their product. So yeah. sometimes it just happens when you get these vapes, after some time, the batteries are not working or you know you can't get all of the oil out. So I just think those are incredible. I've never had a fail on any of those. So. Yeah. And if you do, all you have to do is reach out to us on Instagram and we will send you to a dispensary and reimburse and get you a new one yeah. so if there's there's always failures in the technology but we stand by our products and if you don't enjoy them or something happened to it and you want to replace it we will stand by that just reach out to us and we'll take care of you yeah That's awesome yeah. so how did young aaron get get into this cannabis game <laughs> how did how did young aaron decide you know what i'm gonna actually get into this cannabis game heavy yeah so uh it's a super long story but i'll give you the cliff notes version of it uh, I've been in this business for I've been in the cannabis business for 20 years. Uh, started on the street, kind of growing for myself, because I was sick of, uh, you know, the high prices of ounces, uh, or more importantly, the dealer never being consistent, sitting in a Carl's Jr. and waiting a few hours. I'm coming. I'm on my way. Hour later, you never got it. So that's how it initially started. Uh, but what really took me to the next level was my grandmother. She uh, got Parkinson's, unfortunately, and we couldn't figure out how to help her. You know, traditional medicine didn't work. So in my garage, I started to try to manufacture and isolate compounds, which today people know, but in 2008, uh, you couldn't figure this type of thing out. I couldn't go on YouTube and say, how do I isolate a cannabis compound? It just didn't exist. Uh, I... My background is rooted in science, so it's, I went to college for science. I, I've got a bachelor's in healthcare administration, so I understood very the rudimentary way to do some of these things, and I just tried them out in my garage, uh, trying to isolate something. I was trying to create CBD, really, for my grandmother to help her with her Parkinson's. Um, I figured that out uh, in my garage with a short path distillation. Uh, unit and the flower that I was cultivating for myself 
And then I sort of moved from cultivating for myself to get high to using all that weed to create cool products or products that I thought could help her. Because she's from she she was from South uh, North Carolina. Uh, she wasn't going to smoke any weed or anything <laughs> yeah. that had THC in it. So I had to lie to her a little bit and say, oh, this is just CBD. And when you when I created something that had a little bit of THC and CBD in it, you could see what a difference it made in her body. And that's when I made a decision to start trying to create products to help people. Um, I didn't know how to break into the industry. Uh, bachelors in healthcare administration doesn't pretty doesn't line up with uh, <laughs> cultivation or production or a dispensary life. It just didn't work that way. And I said, well, I'm going to enter some competitions uh, in like 2012, 2013. Uh, they weren't doing anything in Nevada at that time. Uh, so I'd have to drive out to California and enter into competitions, go out to high times, bring all my stuff, set up my booth. Um, then I came back to Vegas one year and there was a, a competition called the Las Vegas Cannabis Championship. And I saw it uh, inside Vegas Cannabis Magazine. Um, and good Bill and Stephanie over there. I'm reading through this magazine. I said, oh, I want to do that. And my buddy said, why would you do that? Why would you tell people that you grow? Why would you tell people that you make extracts? Do you want to go to jail? I'm like, well, you know, 2014, we're about to break into the market. We were about to have dispensaries. It can't be that bad, you know. And I've been through years of hiding and, uh, you know, the cops with the helicopter going over my house and you have to turn off all your lights so that they wouldn't sense all my uh, 600 or 1,000 watt lights, you know, those, those days. And I said to him, we have to figure out how to break through. I don't really know how we're going to do this, but we can sit in my garage all day and smoke and talk about it uh, or we can do something about it. So we entered into this competition. I'll get some of the, some big names that are still here today. A lot of my underground brethren that have made it into the market, uh, and we won that competition. Uh, I didn't nice. think we would win. They they announced us as the winner, and that was like the the pivotal point for me, where my wife said, "I think you're pretty good at this. Maybe you want to pursue something in this world and in the cannabis business." Uh, and we just kept entering competitions, entering them, and winning. So at, before I came to camp. Uh, I had 13 awards under my belt for uh, concentrates, flour, and edibles. Uh, competitions like Chalice Festival, High Times Festival, uh, Brewers and Blasters, Las Vegas Cannabis Championship, all, all types of underground events and then some really big name events. Um, and then when I got over to to camp, we won uh, seven or eight more. We won a couple of Jack Herrera Cups, High Times Cups, and that's just uh, my dedication to innovation and then our team's dedication to innovation. It's just it's not just me anymore. Yeah. Uh, we have a whole team of people from cultivators to processors who are dedicated to this brand and dedicated to making quality products. Uh, and that's what it really takes yeah. to create things like the Solventless is a group of people who love this and are passionate about it. Yep. If you put a lot of love into it, it may, it'll make a lot of sense in the end. Absolutely. You thought you were going to get away with that, but I'm, about, yeah. I'm about to yeah. ask yeah. you too. Yep. Young Irene. <laughs> young, young Irene. What, what, how did you get into this cannabis game? Well, I haven't been around as much as uh, Nino has. You know, I can't say. I, I came from Mexico, actually, very young. And my mom, it's funny because she brought me to the United States to get away from that. You know, um, I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Culiacan, Sinaloa. That's where I'm from. So it was a lot of cartels. And she's like, no, I don't want you in that world. Yeah. So I moved, you know, I, I went to school, actually, too, for business administration, you know. And uh, 
I started getting into underground, but it was more like I was just following instructions. I yeah. wanted to make it the best that I could, but not really understanding it. So until I moved here about six years ago, I started with uh, Fino Exotic, uh, and I just did everything I could to learn everything I possibly can to grow the best flower I could here in Vegas, you know, and yeah. uh, it got me to camp. So now that's my, I absolutely love what I do. And I love have, talking to Nino and, you know, seeing what he's pressing and talking to him. Okay, how can we do this better? And how are we going to make this color lighter? You know, having the people that we work with. So I really, really fell in love with the cannabis industry, just of meeting people that are so passionate, you know, how the plant can help in so many ways. There's just so many different variables. So, you know, I, I didn't I didn't go in my in my garage and, and start doing all that. I, I started at a company, but I feel like all my passion, every day, everything that I, I had, I gave it my all, you know, just to produce that, to produce the best flower that we can, yeah. the cleanest way possible. Because when I started smoking, um, it would hurt my throat. And yeah. I was like, you know what? It was always something. You know, every time I smoked something, I was like, you know, it doesn't, why is it like this? And then I tried something and I was like, wow, this is really good. Like, what is the difference? You know, what are they doing? Yeah. So then for me, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that the flower that we're growing is going to be the smoothest one. It's going to be the cleanest one. It's going to smell great. It's going to look great. So, you know, I just kind of maneuvered my way through through um, the cannabis industry and, and here I am, nice. you know, loving yes. it, loving loving my job every day. <laughs> and you do like the bud better now, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh, uh, well. You realize when you grow the good bud, it's oh, not yeah. as harsh, it's not, it's just a taste I and flavor it. profiles. Absolutely love it. Yeah, so um, did you start off in the in cultivation from the ground level? Because I cultivated... For a little bit. I mean, I, was, I wasn't cultivating like that. I wasn't a cultivar. <laughs> I was in the cultivation industry. So let me just start from the bottom is like trimming, right? So trimming and packaging. And that's really what I did. But I always wanted to be a part of that area where you grow. Um, where did you start? How did you get... What was ground level for you like? So at, I started... Um, one of the owners for LVC, actually, I, know, I knew him in California, and I was in management always. So he was starting his business here, and he wanted somebody to manage it. So I came in, and he brought me in so that I can just, you know, deal with the people. But you can't really deal with the people if you don't know what, right. what's going on. So I took, it, I took it upon myself, and I started at the back doing everything, trimming, packaging, defoliating. I mean, everything that I could learn back there, I did. You know, and uh, luckily I we went through a few growers, so I learned the good and the bad, <laughs> and then right. I kept I kept what worked best. Um, luckily, I got put into the post harvest position, and I went through so many different ways of curing flour and collecting data, which is what I found. I, I got really passionate about you know because you can tell if you cure the flour correctly, you get great flower, you get a great smell, you get a great feel, or you could just leave it. I think people weren't really paying much attention to the curing process of it, just because I'd go in somewhere and the flower would just be completely dry or no yeah. smell to it. And, and everybody would blame either the person not curing it correctly or the cultivators or, oh, this isn't a good strain or that's not a good seed, you know? And it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, let's really get to know the flower. So I spent five years 
smelling flower every single day because yeah. I cured every single flower that came from Fino Exotic. You know, I um, I had the opportunity to just be there every day and learn. Uh, you learn when to, you know, when it's ready, when you seal it, when mm -hmm. you breathe it. So learning all the different phases of the of the smell of the plant yeah. and knowing, okay, this is this is at its peak. This is where I'm going to seal it and this is what's going to be the best. So that's what we've been doing lately. You know, you can see it in our chirping profile and it has to do with everything like Nino says. It starts from the beginning, you know, and if, if you're doing your job correctly and everybody has passion in it, when it gets to the curing process, I mean, it makes my job a lot easier too. Yeah. So um, I've been just hands on from doing everything in the cultivation and I love it. You know, yeah. I absolutely love being in the garden. Right. And it's like babies, right? Yeah. It's like your children. Like you saw them from very small seed growing up. And, and I think that every time I see somebody grows in, growing at home, they always refer to them as my babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> my girls. They start off so as, serious. let's go look at the babies, and then we go, let's go look at the girls. So, you yeah. know, they, they, they move. <laughs> they, yeah, they grow. Right. No, my mom had a plant that she grew for a long time, and we had some family over, and, you know, we're uh, Midwestern Hispanic, so it was inside of a Home Depot paint. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. And uh, we had some family over, my aunt touched it. And uh, like two days later, the whole plant, I mean, like it was ready to trim. The whole thing just died. My mom cried. Like literally one of our pets died. Like oh. she was <laughs> devastated. Still to this day, that was about 25 years ago. She like does not like my aunt. As much as she <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> she was like, like Michael Jordan. She's like, and I took that personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. No, you got to love it. You got to yeah. love the plant. You got to give it love. My, yeah. mom, my mom did uh, also, she grew vegetables my entire life. You know, she had a green thumb. Like, my mom can grow anything, even here in the desert. Yeah. She can grow anything, you know. So I feel maybe I have a little bit of, of, of her in me, you know, liking and loving this, just cultivating plants. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just, yeah, for sure. Uh, wonderful, wonderful job because uh, you're killing the game. Yeah, for sure. And you can tell when love is put into um but when you open up a, a good, you know, a good eighth of jar of cannabis, it has a really good uh, solid form to it. it. The bud structure looks great. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. not, you're not manipulating the bud structure or putting it through machines and you know what I mean? Like yeah. just demolishing. So for me, it's like when you're looking for quality product. I, would, I just wanted to tell you guys, you're nailing it 100%. Sure, From yeah. pens to flour to the rosin. Oh, <laughs> and here's the thing. I get, I get excited because uh, I get so excited because I don't dab like that. I'm a flower person. I'm I'm, I'm old. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so like I, I started smoking flour and there's nothing like it to me. Right. So for pens, I started getting headaches a lot. Yep. Um, I couldn't smoke them because and I would tell people this and they're like, what are you yeah. talking about? The pen's great. And I'm like, well, I have a throbbing headache right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, and I knew it was more more so than the terpene manipulation than they let on, because honestly, with distillate, you're not you know, if anything is it's going to be reintroduced. And a lot of times it's food grade terpenes. And mm -hmm. that could mm -hmm. be a reason, too, why you're mm -hmm. having like splitting Jesus. headaches. Yep. Um, no, but I, I it smells like strawberry banana. It tastes, tastes like good. cake, but I feel like crap. Yeah. <laughs> right, and you don't get that. You do not no. get that. And honestly, and I said this to Tina, you have 
the best pens on the market Thank because they don't sure. give me a headache. Thank you. Um, and it, it has to be that solventless. Yep. I feel that, you know what I mean? It's, it's just concentrate. And we did a few pop-ups this weekend uh, over at the source. And we got, what what surprised me is we, we sat there, uh, me and two other, the hash makers, we sat there and the customers would come out and every one of them told us that they used this medicinally because they had lung issues, asthma problems, and this is the only type of product that they can consume on the go, other than flour, uh, that doesn't agitate their, their lungs. And it's, it's just, it's the way that we process it. It's, just, it's, it's purely solventless. Yes. There's nothing else to it other yeah. than that, you know? Yeah. The real deal. Wonder, wonderful, wonderful stuff for sure. Yeah, Thank and you. I will say the one thing I like about your guys' flower to me is when you open it, it is so fragrant that it reminds me of like Thank that you. legendary market Thank when you, you would like buy weed, you know, from somebody and then you really, or back then, you could only tell if it was good if right. it smelled good, right? So you would open it, that was like the selling point. That's all anybody had was to smell oh. this. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it smells great, you know. So like, when you yes. get that super fragrant bud here, which I feel like is very far and few between, for sure. um, it does kind of take me back to that like young, excited, like yes, I'm <laughs> right. it's so high. Um, yeah. That kind of that you don't really get on a regular, you know. You go and you open it, and it's just cool. There's my weed. Uh, yeah. There's nothing that really like. Yeah. Really Old growers fun. never had a conversation with you about pheno anything. No. You know what I mean? They were <laughs> like, if you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they would consistently have the same of the best strains mm-hmm. all the time. And you're like, sour diesel again. Great. Yeah. It's good. You yeah. know what I mean? So yes, you I'm had. King Louie at 7 a.m. Right. I don't know how productive I'm going to be today. Exactly. <laughs> you don't even know. It's like a, this whole pheno process blows my mind, but mm-hmm. you get the best you know, the best girls out of those uh, plants are just looking phenomenal uh, these days, man. Hallelujah to all of the people that I've given you guys all of those awards because they are well-deserved. When you all won the Jack Herrera, I was at the uh, cup when you all won the Jack Herrera Cup, and uh, I think you guys do a phenomenal job at what you do. And I had no doubt in my mind that you were taking home that high times. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I had no doubt in my mind that you were because there was nothing else. First of all, there was nothing else on the market. But it's not like you guys came out in the market and were like, well, we're going to do, you know, some very decent rosin. No, you guys came in like with a wrecking ball and you I did it right. Yeah, you came in with a wrecking ball. You did a really great job on everything that came out. I mean, so I highly recommend if you are a bud tender and you're in the Nevada area and you have not tried camp, main oh main. Yeah, yeah and, and popularity hasn't taken away from quality, uh, which is something that I would say we see pretty often when you first start to get in a brand and you're like, oh my God, they're great. And then they yeah. start to grow and then their process starts to get a little different because, yep. you know, they've got different nice. costs and... You know, it's hard to find that same consistency, but I would say that, yeah, I wouldn't be able to even really tell. It's only gotten better, you know, yeah. anything. So. And I think, like, bud tenders feel comfortable telling customers, hey, like, this is a clean product. Yeah. Like, you're not getting any of that, like, extra bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's just from, you know, like, plant to pen. So, um, like, that's like, you can't say that about too many other vapes on the market right now. Can't say that about anything. On episodes previous, we've talked about the stigma, right? Because of that bad year that we had with vape pens, and mm-hmm. there was so much going on, and how bud tenders now are fighting a constant stigma of no, these aren't going to, they're not that, they're they're regulated. This isn't something you're getting from your buddy in an alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's a little bit. I would I can see that that would be a lot easier to Absolutely. sell to say, hey, look, 
this is as clean as you're going to get. This is as clean as you're going to get. Yeah, this yeah. is cleaner than some. I mean, it's cleaner than smoking a blunt. You know what I'm saying? You're inhaling all that nicotine yes. and all of that extra jazz. Well, that mm-hmm. bad year for vape pens, that vape gate, we were already established. Vape so, gate. Vape gate. That's hilarious. What's great was, you know, the CCB released a bunch of stuff about vitamin E acetate and people mixing their distillate with this and that whole you know, thing that happened around it, but we were already established. So mm-hmm. we got to play off that a little bit and say, all right, you're right. People are maybe doing this in the black market. This, You're probably not consuming vitamin E acetate in our world because of how strict the lab testing is. Even if it's a distillate or a live resin, nobody's playing those games out here in this market. Uh, but that was the stigma that was running mm-hmm. around, and we got to stand on top of it and say, well, what about solventless? Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you're not comfortable smoking vape pens, what about this? Uh, but educating people about solventless is a journey because mm-hmm. not everybody understands what that means. Mm-hmm. I thought that everybody would, but I'm also engulfed in this world yes. that probably most people aren't in. Uh, so you know, quite a few times people come up to me and say, "What? what is solventless? What does that mean? Um, and I'm like, oh, well, it's, we're not using solventless to extract. Well, who uses solvents? Well, that's how you extract uh, live resins or, or butane extract or shatters. Most of the concentrates you're consuming that aren't rosin or hash. Right. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's starting to um, come along more. Yeah. I think the sure, education is, yeah. Yeah, is getting out there more and more. So that, that ball is moving centers. a little bit faster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's your, uh, what are your guys' preferred uh, method to consume? I love flour. Flour? I'm yeah. a, a, all the time. And I can tell, you know, because same thing for me. I can't do a distillate. It gives me a horrible headache. And he's like, try this. When I first started, you know, I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I was like, sure, I'll try it. But same. And then after that, I'm like, okay, only solventless. That's all I'm yeah. smoking. That's <laughs> all I'm smoking, you know. Um, but I do. I'm a flower. I love flour. And just because, too, I'm more in the you know, cultivation side, mm-hmm. I want to try what we're producing. And I have such a passion for it because like you said, I see it from the seed to when we're packaging it. You know, I, I love, I go to the dispensary to buy a jar of eighth just so that I can crack open it and, mm-hmm. and smell what the consumer's smelling. You know, I want to, and then just rolling it. It's, it's for me, it's the whole, the whole rolling it, packing it, you know, sitting in the back and chilling with just the joint in your hand. The whole uh, process is mm-hmm. therapeutic. Yeah, yes. yeah. tasting <laughs> it, you know, and That's then just care. figuring out, oh yeah, figuring <laughs> out, okay, okay, I could do this, okay, let me see, I could do it better next time, you know, like, so I, I love flour. Nice. That's my top. What about you? You know, I'm an old world hash guy. I'm the guy that in high school would ask the, uh, the plug who was, growing uh do you have any hash do you have any finger hash do you have any resinous hash and i'd be the guy buying you know what they were going to throw away because people didn't really know about hash then but i knew what hash was you know the nice black brick of hash my absolute favorite that you'd put on a knife and hold over a stove and take a knife hit like i'm from that world yes uh but you don't get much of that anymore so Hash is my thing, but uh, the the second, very close second is flour. I'm a flour guy through and through. Nice. I, I nothing beats breaking open a nice bud and having that sticky on your fingers and being able to smell it. And especially now that we're growing really good sticky stuff, uh, something that we hey, we haven't always been really good at what we do. It takes a long time to get there. It's a journey. Yeah. And bringing Irene into the operation and her taking 
her skill set that she worked so hard on that you just heard about, that's what's changed about camp. That's why Camp Flower's gone to this next level. Uh, we have two grove facilities, one in Pahrump, one in uh, Las Vegas. And we, the, the guys that run those facilities, the females that run, anybody that's in those buildings cares about this product. And they want to uh, take their mom to the dispensary and say, oh, I grow this. This right. is actually my weed. And you saw there was a huge, a huge uh, shift where most of our home growers that work for us would say, oh, this isn't my stuff. My stuff's at home. And now they go, no. This is my stuff. I'm working on this stuff eight to ten hours a day, five, seven days a week. This is my stuff. When that happened, everything changed for us as a brand yeah. uh, because people believed in quality flour. And it's hard to sell quality flour to uh, big corporations. They want to grow uh, a lot, uh, high, high potency, high THC. That's pretty much what the market wants right now. High yeah. THC. What's over 27? What's over 28? I'm not going to get as high if I smoke a 22. That's not right. That's not true. Uh, that's, right. that's so not true. Yeah. I can smoke a 14% blueberry muffin that smells so amazing and has this great palate uh, and get just as high as a 27% LA Kush cake. Yes. Education is key. As we educate the market, as bud tenders educate the market, floor advisors, you know, I, th I think the heart of our industry is people talking about the products. Mm. When you walk in, it's not like buying shoes. You know, when you go to buy shoes, you don't go ask somebody, what's the hottest shoe? You know what shoe you want when you walk in there. This is my style, you grab it. But when you come into a dispensary, you ask them, what's the best? What do you like? What do you enjoy? The floor advisor, the bud tender, the patient advisor, whatever we're calling them in each different dispensary, those people are the heart of our business mm. because they're trying this stuff and they're advocates for good products. Some are advocates for bad products. It's yeah. okay, but it's, you know, we don't all like the same thing. So there's something for everybody, and that's when you go to a good dispensary that's got lots of selections for you. You just want a nice, educated bud tender that understands the products, who's tried the products, and gives it a fair shot. And they are the advocates for us. I started it at the source as a packager in the back. Uh, I gave up on the business, and I said, I'm done processing. You know, the corporate life is very difficult. I'm just going to go package in one of these stores and talk to people. And that's when it gave me that love for cannabis again that was missing in like 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, because you get wore down through this process sometimes. But when you get to see your patients and talk to them and ask them why they love this or what they need or how can we help you, that's what pulled me back into production. Because there's there's this huge market that uh, where people want these products that just don't exist. That yeah. they're they're begging for them. CBGs, CBNs, CBDAs, the THCVs, all these compounds that lots of people don't understand that are super medicinal. I know how to make those. Let's go back in and let's figure this out and let's give them what they want. Mm -hmm. You know, we make a five to one CBN tincture right now. Heavy sleep aid, heavy heavy sleep. We're focusing on cannabinoids because we're able to pull those out of our our flower now. Wonderful. It's yeah. really great. So yeah, my mother in law is not a THC -er, but she loves CBN. Yeah, she does CBN. love CBN. She loves it. Knocks yeah. you out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Helps you sleep. So focusing on that, that's the innovation. That's the future of, of what we're doing here is isolating these compounds, figuring out what they cure, what ailments uh, that they're going to assist, 
and then getting them into some sort of a, a cartridge or concentrate or a tincture or an edible because we're going into edibles now so that our consumers can enjoy it and just live life. Yeah. Yep. You know? And I, again, it goes back to quality, right? Um, overprice because quantity, I mean, quality is very, very important. It, you get what you pay for, just like you said. Yep. When it comes to the shoe game, is exactly how I would uh, put that into perspective. But as a bud tender, you have to know how to sell these things. Because uh, for me, if somebody were to tell me, hey, listen, I have a pen where it's literally flower to pen. You're not having no solvents, you know, blah, blah. I don't care what that would cost because I would pay for it. But cost is what it is because, honestly, think about how much flour you have to make to make one pen, yeah. to make one rosin pen. So when you explain price, even if it's, you know, it should take a back seat, if you elevate the experience of selling that pen, that vape pen, you never have to talk about price, honestly. This is one of the best vape pens on the market, no doubt. You're really going to love it because you're a flower smoker, right? You indicated to me earlier that you were an you loved flower and you want to get around a little bit easier. You don't want to have to roll all the time. This is going to be the best way. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. Guess what I never brought up? Price. And guess what they're going to do? Take it. And guess what they're not going to feel? Bad about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And you, I would be like, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you, it's how you explain the experience. But that is the experience, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So when you taste it, it's just like when you get that in your hand and you're actually tasting that, it's like, oh, my God, this is such a big Difference. No, it is. I mean, walking into the right before you from the car walk. My favorite is to hit my vape before the from the car walk to the grocery store. Like that <laughs> yeah. two minute walk, I'm just like going to town. Yeah, with that thing, you know, I'm not like I don't then walk in to the grocery store and people are looking at me crazy because it's not I'm not choking my lungs out because I wanted to take you know mm -hmm. a normal drag like I would out of a joint or whatever the case is. So it is. A massive difference. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just getting around easier. And so you just, it's how you explain it. Uh, and I know that people have issue with that. So if you get into the bud tending game and you're like, man, what do I do about this, man? It's, it's easy to overcome. Just stop by, just, first of all, stop shopping out of other people's pockets because yeah, it's right. not your money, yeah, it's theirs. Money. Let some people spend that money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're in Vegas for a reason. They're about to leave you and spend 32 to $40 on one drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? I if if it was up to me, I'd love to put that two drinks into a vape right That's away. Yeah, and, and walk yeah, <laughs> walk around Vegas and just have my entire life. Yeah. 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 And you'll be happier doing it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Make a lot less mistakes. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sure will. Welcome yeah. to Vegas. Um, we appreciate you guys hopping on. You guys fucking killed it. Thank you. Um, but before we get you up out of here, we have to know uh, what you've been smoking on. We got two flower smokers. What's, what's the last oh, thing you smoked on? Man, well, right now, I think yesterday I just had our deadhead. Okay. Um, it's one of our, yeah, it's a, uh, one of our, actually, we've had that strain for a while. So uh, I, I smoke all of our strains, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love them all. I love, love the Sundays best. To me, I'm like more of a like a fruitier smell because when I t smell it, that's what I taste, mm -hmm. and and that's what I like, you know. Um, since yeah, I mean I, the <laughs> Rainbow Bounce, man, it's an incredible smoke too. So mm. I I everything that Camp has, I love smoking, you know, and I feel like I have to smoke it, you know, just so I know what we're producing. Um, so. 
Well, guess what? I'm going to have to go and get some more now. <laughs> yeah. For real. That's a lot of love. That's a lot of love. Yeah, that's yeah. a weekend mission now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of new uh, strains coming out. You know, um, we've been popping a lot more seeds because I think eventually we want to do like one new strain a month or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. So we have a lot of new strains and which Nino's now selecting, you know, where we're buying them from, the breeders. So these are very well, well-known, like highly um, cannabis people that, yeah. that we... I know we're going to be producing some fire, honestly. So, so. Irene just set out the challenge. What <laughs> tenders? You're going to have to try all the yes. strains. Try them. Try them all. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm smoking two things. So concentrate. I'm smoking the dark rainbow live rosin. So super gassy. Uh, the flavor profile on it is amazing. And I think right now that's exclusively at the dispensary. All five of their locations up in Reno and down here. Um, and then the banana guava flower that we just got back from oh, testing a couple weeks ago, right which we brought a sample yes. for you, uh, yes. tested at 23% right oh, out wow. the gate, um, which is crazy because usually they test lower and then we try to work our way up as high as we can uh, for the most part. But that one is next level. So yeah. nice. not that gassy taste, more sweet. So next time I come, I'm going to bring you something real gassy and I'm going to bring you more concentrates because I know that's <laughs> awesome. what you like. Hell yeah. Yeah, you love it. smoking on, Rocky? Um, I actually have been smoking on La Bamba by nice. camp. No BS. I had gotten it and I was going to, I was ready to go, man, because I also got a vape pen. And then I also, I'm going to show this. Yeah. If you're in store and you see this, you're in store for a treat is what you're in <laughs> store for. Um, this is the cookies and cream, right? I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Cookies and cream rosin. Mmm, yummy. You could do several things. with. I dabbed it first, which was an awesome experience. But then I also put a little bit in my joint, too, as oh, well. Nice. You love that. Rocky's a sucker for anything. A nice layer of something to really push you on your ass in between. Yeah. Have to. Well, it's Lattes. that creamy taste, I right? When you smoke, real is... thick, foggy smoke. Yeah. And oh, what about yeah. you, Jarrell? Um, I picked up some uh, uh, first class funk from Kind. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it came out with a new batch. So was that a little funky? That. Was it like a, a danky smell to yeah, it? Yeah, it had a, a pretty good amount of terpene in it. Oh, so it's got a nice smell yeah, to it. Yeah, okay, so it had a nice, nice little piney smell to it. Yeah, GMO that garlic. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to try the camp first class book I will. Because we do have first class book. I will. <laughs> you have been challenged again. <laughs> Irene yeah. setting out challenge number challenge two. Challenge accepted. <laughs> hell yeah. Well, hell yeah, we appreciate you guys hopping on. Thanks for having Man, us. Hell yeah. Thank you. yeah, you guys did a great yeah. job. So if anybody wanted to find out about camp, what's the best way to learn about your products? So you can follow us on Instagram at Where's Your Camp. Uh, you can find us in 38 dispensaries uh, around Nevada. We're everywhere. We're in The Source, Thrive, Dispensary, Planet 13, Medicine. I mean, you name it, we're pretty much in, in all the big guys. And then you can find us up north as well if you're up in Reno. Uh, actually, we're in a couple of different dispensaries up there. Uh, Lucid picked us up. Uh, a lot of the small sanctuary picked us up. Oasis nice. picked us up. So we're really catching on right now. We're getting in the big dispensaries and the small ones. So you can find out where we're at. Just go to Where's Your Camp on Instagram, and you can find all the locations. Heck uh, yeah. yeah. And the source. We're in the source. So the source is the big one. The source has supported us from day one. Nice. So you can probably get most of your exclusive launches at the source, too. Go check wow. us out. 
Man, that is much appreciated. So, Bud Tenders, you have no excuse but to go and grab some camp today. Um, we thank you all for listening. We are always at www.highbudtenders.com forward slash podcast for the podcast forward slash shop for the shop. We thank you all for listening. And as always, uh, stay high, Bud Tenders. Make it, make it, I'm sorry. I said I love my city. But I don't think you hear me though I said I love my city